Hey, Marcus. Yo. You like movies, bro? Uh, kind of. Oh, yeah? What does that mean? I haven't been... I don't know. I mean, I watch stuff. I'm not... Uh, not not, not a, a movie... I'm not excited about a lot of stuff these days. It's... I guess it's Could, not cool to say that, having a movie podcast, but... Um, yeah, it's, I'm watching it, stuff. I'm just not like... Everything what? just feels like the same movie. It's not cool to have a movie podcast. And also, could you move the microphone a little bit away from your face? You are very loud, my friend. And, and I don't mind it, baby. I, you know, everyone wants to hear your baritone bossa nova, baby. But, you know, I don't want it to interfere with the tenor of my Brooklyn braggadocio now in Baltimore, if you know what I'm saying, baby. How's this sound? So much better, cool. Daddy-o. Um, yeah, here's the thing. I think this is, but this is what we're doing, fans. Listen, fans. What happened the last time we took a really long break was sometimes there wasn't movies we wanted to talk about or other things, but we're not, we're not going to stop giving you guys content. And... You're going to get that best of 2021, but it's just going to, it's going to be ready when it's ready. I just, I just got a new job. Marcus just created a person and shit is going to take as long as it's going to take. This is when you go, yeah, that's right, Scott. Yeah, that's right, Scott. They go, that, that's, um... <laughs> that's right, Scott. Although not not to jump ahead, in a couple of weeks I'll have something cool to talk about. I was able to weasel a ticket to the new Claire Denis film. They're doing like a special screening of it in a couple of weeks here in the city, so I'm I'm incredibly it, excited. Can you? It, I say this on air. If you can finagle me a ticket, I'll come to New York for the day. I, I doesn't hurt to ask, but I I was the finagled ticket, so it's kind of you're, hard you're talking to, you're talking mad loud again. I. I, I don't know what to do, man. <laughs> okay. I, so I was the finagle the, ticket. It, okay. It's like being, if I was the plus one asking for a plus one, so I, I doubt it. Again, doesn't hurt to ask. I, I mean, the person who got the ticket for me is a nice person, so it's not like they're going to get, oh, why would you ask me that? But I just, I know the outcome. But I'll still ask. I'm just saying, yeah, what I learned, what I've learned in my privilege, because I understand that I do have some privilege. Everyone has privilege, but, you know, as I've been unpacking and understanding and doing anti-racist work and stuff, I've learned something that I've also tried to impart to other people, that you can actually ask for anything, and a lot of the times people will say no. But a lot of the reasons I've had some amazing interactions and experiences in the past few years is because you would put me onto a movie and I'd be like, yo, I'm going to find the director and see if they want to be on the show. Right. Or like someone would tell me about a cool band and I would just email them like it's nobody's business. Like, hey, my name's Scott. What's up? And nine out of ten times, they don't respond. Uh, every once in a while, they don't respond very nicely. And most of the time, and sometimes they're like, Oh, word, yeah. 
<laughs> you know what I'm saying? You know, like, so you never know what's going to happen. That's why some of our strangest interviews were just like, yo, like, like, uh, Dark Song, Liam Gavin, when we had him on here. Yeah, one of the nicest it, guests we've ever one had. One of the nicest guests made a movie that I really believe is going to, when, when this new genre that's coming out, like A24 horror type shit, or like, um, what I like to call grief horror, but what other people like to call elevated horror, I prefer grief horror because elevated horror is pretentious and makes yeah. this pres- this presumption that um, horror isn't already an elevated genre, which I just think is bullshit because horror is one of the most elevated genres. If you want to look at evolution in music, in costumes, in in practical effects in using budget restrictions that is so much of horror you making yeah diy uh creating cult followings if that's not what an artistic genre is like elevated just sounds like some other shit Uh, and and it's 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 a little classic it's like looking down on something like i feel like I don't know. <clears throat> a fun. Some horror movies are fun, so I feel when and when I hear elevated horror, I think of like critics one that don't know much about the horror genre. Two, I think about them looking down on something. You know, something like like Chopping Mall or or Demons or you know like um, Leprechaun or something like that. Like those mm-hmm. movies are still fun. You know what I'm saying? Or like or just it's like Friday the Thirteenth, Halloween. Nightmare on Elm Street, like, those are the kind of, like, standards, the pinnacles, and then everything else. Like, there's a lot of smaller, low-budget horror films that are really good and fun and scary and exciting in this. And when and, you say elevated, it just applies, like, certain... And more recent movies, too, and are, beautiful. like, better. Yeah. So, and, yes. and beautiful and interesting and... Well, like, Texas um, Chainsaw Massacre, over the... Like, that's a movie that, you know, when you're a kid and a teenager, it's like, oh, this crazy gory movie blah 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 but then over the years when you talk to certain people who know film or you know who've given lectures on or whatever you start to think like yeah this is like truly there's like like so many experimental aspects about it it's like it there's like an art to it like a movie like texas chainsaw massacre i'm talking about the original not the new release on netflix the first the first chainsaw massacre is a good film and that is that creates... You can like smell it. You, there's like textures, and like you can feel the meat and smell the dead. St- it's just you know, yeah, yeah. And I and worry that's... a movie like that gets kind of looked over as it's it's not it's not elevated. You, you know what I'm saying? Right, and that's just that's created by people that feel the need to make some some things more um, important or significant than others. But let me tell you. When this new genre that's going on gets really popping, Dark Song by Liam Gavin will be your favorite rapper's favorite rapper. I don't know what he's working on. Dark Song has not been seen by as many people as I think it should have been. But he was on the show simply because I... I had seen the movie at my friend's house. My friend was like, you're going to love it. I did. And then I emailed him. 
and was like, yo, would you be on our show? And first I made sure, and then you were like, I watched a movie that's so dope. Yeah. You know, I know it's petty and immature, but now, now Dark Song has little, it's somewhere between like cult following and like a small following. But I see it now, and I know it's very petty, but every time I see people posting about that movie now, you know, years later that this movie came out, I'm always like, that's Scott's movie. I know that it kind of defeats the purpose because you want more people to see it, but I, 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 I still have that. I have that high school, sophomore, junior, like, I was the first one listening to Company Flow and Raucous. You guys weren't. But then it's like my dumb 15, 16-year-old brain was just like, no, all these artists I love... You know, Mike Zoot wants as many people to listen to his music as possible so he doesn't have to, you know, change shifts with his, you know, co-worker and whatnot. You know what I'm saying? So, but still, there's always going to be that little aspect of that personality, like, in me. And it comes out when I see, like, you know, Dark Song, it's so great. And it's like, you don't know. Scott knew first. I just, I get a little right, but internally I even worked know, up. <laughs> I even know first because... Of my friend Gabe. Right. No, well, there's always someone. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And there's always <laughs> someone. We don't exist out of Petri dishes, bro. Yeah. I don't know. You seen yeah. any? You seen <clears throat> Sorry, anything I mean, good? No. You seen any good? Anything good lately? Yeah. I, I wanted to real quick though. It's funny you say that because just like, like a, a week or two ago, I was just like, I, I have an Instagram account that I just kind of creep on. I don't really have it. It's to. So so Scott can send me stuff, so my wife can send me stuff, and I can just see people. And then, like, Elder Sensei uh, was, like, posting how he's, like, him and Sadatix have this kind of side group, and they're doing a new album. So I just DM'd him, and I sent him a couple of videos of me scratching. And I also mentioned that I, I'm, I was friends with someone that he was friends with uh, who has passed away. And then he was just like, oh, yeah, uh, I'm working on something right now. I'll send you some songs if you want to scratch on it. And I was just like, oh, wow, I guess it is that easy sometimes when you ask. And Elder Sensei, you know, from Artifacts, mm-hmm. that's someone I've been listening to since I was like 12, 13, so it's kind of a big deal for me. So it's just funny you said said that earlier because it's like, yeah, I, I literally did that a couple weeks ago. I was like, eh, let's just see what happens. And he was very receptive. Yeah, you've been cool. DJing records, hi, Doug, on uh, on people that you grew up loving because you were just like, hey, what's up? Yeah, no, yeah. You like you like oranges? You want a chicken sandwich? Can I get a chicken sandwich? <laughs> oh, man. But yeah, um, tell, what are you watching right now? Um, I'm kind of split between new and old. I've been just killing the Criterion uh, channel. Um, I put my wife onto a couple of Douglas Sirk films because mm-hmm. <clears throat> even though I mean Scott, obviously you know because you watch the Criterion Channel, I'm not happy with the interface when it comes to searching for just anything. Oh, but when they get into sucks. like, but when they get into like program curated mode, I think it's really cool. So like right now, what do they got going on? Obviously, I mean for Black History Month, they got this kind of reggae film thing. They got the films of uh, Melvin Van Peebles. And like, mm-hmm. not just like you know, like they they even have the the film "Don't Don't Pay Us Cheap," which is a movie I remember watching with my dad, being so confused because it's like, it, it was like Dogville and Mandalay before Dogville and Mandalay. It's like a play movie, um, like set on a stage and everything, but it is a film. And then um, yeah, they have this little Douglas Sirk program. It's like four movie programs. So I watched um, "All That Heaven Allows" and um, 
Imitation of Life with my wife. Um, my mom really liked Imitation of Life. For those of you who haven't seen that, it's a, I guess there's a lot going on in that movie, but I think the movie's most known for one of the plots in the film just involves a little girl who grows up to be an adult who passes for white. She just kind of favors her father, but her mother is a black woman, and she's kind of ashamed of that, and then there's a very sad ending and all this stuff. But, I mean, it's Douglas Sirk. He's the king of melodrama. Um, so... And uh, as far as new stuff, there, there's a bunch of new stuff available uh, throughout, I don't know, whether it's Hulu, Netflix, uh, HBO Max. I, um, I watched Nightmare Alley. Did you uh, see the remake? Did you see, did you see any of the A.V. Rockwell um, short films I sent you that were in the Criterion Collection? No, I didn't. Oh, you, you got to check them no, out. They're really good. Um, okay. Sh- just like sh- very short, black and white. Verite style, um, you know, she's yeah. Criterion finally did well this year on their on their black film stuff because they 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 listen to their criticism, which is sure what we want from people. We don't want to just say y'all did something bad. Fuck you. Never want to hear from you again. Nothing you can do will make us feel better. And go go screw yourself there's you can you cannot be healed no that's not what we want um you know what i mean yeah like oh what's that amazing movie that sasuke and i watched the other day which i had not seen because it'd been hard to see for a long time losing ground oh hell yeah i love that movie i that was um a couple months ago i want to say october november that was kind of my go-to night movie when i could uh now that my son, <clears throat> ooh, excuse me. Now that my son is a little older, you have to feed him and keep him in his room and not have him distracted. But when he was like one, two months old, you could have him in front of the TV. It didn't really matter. So that was kind of just my like watch till I go to sleep movie. I'd seen it before, but yeah, I love that movie very, very. So much. yeah, if you're looking for like a movie from the '80s that's about academics and relationship and smart people and but, you know, not what you normally expect when you think those characters, when you think those characters, make a picture in your head right now of what you think those characters You can say it. Like. Yeah, go, I, no, no, no. I want, let me play a game. Let me play a game, man. Okay. All right. So y'all listeners, close your eyes. Think about artsy academic professors and, paint, and uh, expressionist painters all having a sort of love rectangle in a nice area outside of town in the city. What do they look like to you? Fair what enough. They, I, I like your approach. What do they look like to you? Yeah. Now I'd like you to Google losing ground film and take a look and see how you did. And and if if you... We're wrong or right. That doesn't mean you're a bad person. Right? Of course not. No, no, it of just, course not. It just means that um, even our conditioning has been conditioned. Huh. And that, I, I, and that we think certain things. And there are so many stories of different areas that need to be told that don't need to be told of the way that you maybe thought this story would be about when you closed your eyes. 
Yeah. And this movie... How'd I do? How'd I do with that? I think you did great. And I think an added layer to the beauty of Losing Ground is a lot of the people involved in that film, that was kind of their life off record, even though the like there's a lot of meta stuff about that movie. And it's kind of like, to them, it's just like, let's almost mirror the our kind of artistic, academic, philosophical life. Add a little fiction to it, you yeah. know what I mean? But now, I, I think, uh, un- unfortunately, and I've been having these conversations with my wife, with, with certain specific friends that I can have this conversation with, a lot of films and shows that highlight a certain race of people now more than ever, now more than ever, and I'm not even going to say to me, I just feel now more than ever, the, the, the main, the, there's, there's multiple goals and operatives, but the main goal is this weird transparent kind of acceptance of white people and to show that, hey, we can do stuff too, see? And it's like, they, they don't care. They really don't. So just make your movie, make your unique movie about life and stop trying to like compete with white people in their films and their TV shows. Just do your art and be genuine like Losing Ground is. Losing Ground is such a genuine movie and that's why 40 years later we're still talking about it. You, you know what I'm saying? That There was no attempt to be like, hey, we're going to show these people that we can be like this. It, it wasn't It wasn't no. like that. And I think I mean, today a movie like Losing Ground, that would be its main op- it would be its main operative to show like, hey, look at us. We can be smart and I just find that it's a little cringy and embarrassing sometimes. Well, yeah. Um, uh, Medicine for Melancholy, whether you like that movie or not, yeah, I think does a good job of... Um, why am I drawing a blank on that director? Oh, Barry Jenkins. So Barry Jenkins' first film was actually not Moonlight. It was <laughs> Medicine. Contrary was, to popular belief. Contrary to popular belief, he yeah. made a movie with um, Wyatt Cenac called Medicine for Melancholy, which yeah. was follows the same tropes of what you could call a mumblecore movie, but the characters and actors and directors and stuff were black people. Yeah. And it doesn't... It never references that. It's not a movie. It's just a movie about some, some people doing some stuff. Yeah, it's and, a day-in-the-life of kind of thing of, of young people. Right. And, yeah, because it, cause it's just telling the story that they wanted to tell. I, granted, I'm biased because I'm in the movie and it's directed by one of my best friends, but Newlyweeds is just a movie about yeah, man. Yeah. a couple that are having trouble. Now, are is most of the people in the film black? Yes. But... It's just like, and it wasn't like, hey, we can do this movie too. It was just like, this is the movie that we want to tell. And exactly, the losing ground had trouble gaining ground when it came out because sure, yeah. Yeah. distributors were like, if you haven't figured it out already or you haven't done the, the exercise I told you to, the characters are black and, la- and, and Latin. And... Uh, the, they were like, well, no one's going to believe that because, you know, do people do that? And they were like, this is literally our lives. This is our lives. We were just yeah. made a movie about our lives. And if you knew the people we hung out with and understood that 
races in a monolith, you'd find that there's a lot of weird artists that aren't just white dudes. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I implore... Maybe, you know what, maybe we'll put this in the link of the episode when we post it, but... Because it, 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 it's easy to, to find, but Bill Gunn, uh, co-star of Losing Ground, wrote a uh, a very scathing, kind of frustrated essay about, to some degree, what we're talking about, and a whole lot more. He made uh, he made two films, neither of them were received well, and you know he. It's not he so made, much he took he it made, personally. He. he, he, he no, I'm he saying made, before he made, no before he made his other film. I'm saying like, okay. in, I'm just talking about in the in the chron, chrono, chronology of it. When when he got to his second film, he was frustrated that people who looked a certain way were kind of criticizing his movies and coming to these like, you know, final assessments of of life that they didn't really know about, but making these sweeping judgments. So he he wrote this essay about the frustration of of being an artist of a particular race. Um, and, and, and it's really good. Yeah, no, I, I, I know what you're about to say. He, he was going to make other stuff too. He, he went on to make other stuff too, but early, earlier in his career, he was just very frustrated because it's like expectations can, sometimes it's not even about the pressure of expect, sometimes expectations can be very just angering and frustrating because it's like, I don't want this. Why are you putting this on me? This has nothing to do with me. And now you're kind of like burdened and saddled with this expectation that you want nothing to do with in the first place kind of frustrating yeah and um also if you've listened to our podcast you know how much we love bill gunn he wrote the landlord he wrote the landlord for for the film hal by hal ashby his first movie Mm -hmm. he made ganja and hess um yeah again an art house dracula movie that was called a black exploitation movie as a means of making it less than but it doesn't and matter a title. yeah yeah and he also made personal problems which is you know a movie that has changed marcus and i's life so oh yeah because him and ishmael reed and other people like that were just like trying to make cool art yeah because yo like white dudes don't have a monopoly on making lyrical confusing art sorry it's just yeah. not true it's like demonstrably false yeah it it also it starts to do a crazy subconscious thing just right down to and i'm just going to talk about so take like just acting right it's to the point now where like certain black actors don't even really play villainous roles or even when they do play villainous roles there's still something charming and likable about them it's like, God forbid there just be a detestable mainstream pot. Like, God forbid Denzel Washington play just an awful person. Like, you know, Trading Day, you could say which one. He was, a, he was obviously a bad guy. But it's like, there's certain scenes and elements in that movie that are kind of like, make him charming. And you kind of root for him to some degree in certain aspects. And it's like, no, I want to see more black actors, men and women, be terrible. Because that's acting. You, you know what I'm saying? So, that's just my little spiel. No, it's totally that's fine. Yeah, yeah. So, but yeah, no, I'm glad you guys got to see losing losing ground. It's such a great movie. It's um, <clears throat> you know, it's in the same 
vein field as you know like we said other bill gunn films or um oh man what's uh sasha jenkins dad's movie uh kane river kane river it's all in that kind of i think actually kane river and losing ground came out the same year 1982 um ashes and embers is enough like there was a whole thing in that late 70 early 80 there 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 was something going down and i kind of wish we could get more of that but that's just my own i'm not speaking for the world i'm just speaking for myself i mean i think that just like how most people most many film goers like a certain type of media and even if they like in like indie media they like a certain type of indie media and then you're gonna find the people that want to dig a little deeper that want to find the things and i'm seeing on twitter people like talking about losing ground talking about story of a three-day pass talking about water watermelon woman and watermelon man you know talking about daughters of the dust like not just like revisiting and being like oh these are like culturally significant and if you're into like these sort of criterion films but have never seen yourself in one of them check these out sure that's all you know you know we didn't mean to on our episode during black history month just talk about the importance of like complex and not complex and all different types of black representation in cinema but there we are which makes me happy yeah yeah i i don't know i don't want to make this a critique in the current you know state of like you know predominantly black cinema but i i think there's just like two or three landmarks that everybody tries to attain now there's not a lot of various you know voices although side note uh i know you're not a trailer guy but for those of you out there uh if you haven't seen it yet the trailer for jordan peele's new film is is out uh i'm intrigued you know i i rewatched us uh uh i don't know when but maybe a year after i first saw it and i kind of like us even less than i already did but um, I'm still intrigued by this new film. I like the cast. Uh, the trailer is very ominous and, and, and non-specific, which is what I appreciate in, in kind of a psychological thriller, horror type stuff. So I'm looking forward to it. What is that? Nothing. Oh, okay. But um, <clears throat> yeah, Jordan Peele's new film, nope. I'm, I, I still am looking forward to it. I mean, there's a lot of things around his cinema that frustrate me, but I'm, I'm still a fan of Jordan Peele, so... So you rewatched us and liked it even less. Even less, yeah. I yeah, I was yeah. I was I was like, yeah. what is he about to say? Is he about to tell us that that he liked it? Because I no. I really wanted to like it, and there were some cool Same. stuff. There was some sure. cool stuff, but I don't know. It wasn't for me. I don't know who. I'm gonna be honest. I don't know who it was for, but I'll just leave it at that. I still love Get Out. I think. Um, fans and fandom kind of ruin that movie to a certain degree but as a standalone movie on its own i still like get out very much i just wish folks didn't start going the serious route i'm sorry when that movie first came out it was a horror comedy there's funniness to it and now suddenly it has to be taken 100 percent serious and that just kind of took 
it takes some of the steam out of talking about it. I don't like to talk about Get Out with anyone. I really don't. Um, but I still do like that movie very much. I mean, yeah, it's so good. It, it is, but it's just kind of like, eh. It's almost like, it's it's kind of now become, it's in a similar vein of like, I love, I've said this before, I haven't said it in a while, but I love Taxi Driver. I'm looking at my Taxi Driver poster right now. I love Clockwork Orange. But sometimes you speak to the wrong person and they'll be like, yeah, Travis Bickle is, is the man, right? And you're like, no. Or like Alexander DeLarge in Clockwork Orange. Oh, he's so cool, right? No. These people are not cool, good people. No. But it's okay that they're the main character. It's fine. Just like yeah, have a brain capacity to understand that you don't have to root for the person with the most camera time in the movie. It's really just that simple. I don't know. And I think Get Out has kind of become, it, it, it's kind of, it's, it's in that vein now. Yeah, so I would just say, you know, for all of that, for, uh, you know, check out Sorry to Bother You if you haven't already. But if, but if you think it's too quirky, you know, check out Devil in a Blue Dress. Check out Tuki Buki. Check out Atlantiques. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. if you haven't seen those, check them out. And if you were like Tuki Buki was not weird enough. I want some really weird shit. I like random shit. What was that name of that movie that I that really bothered me by Flying Lotus? Oh, Kuso? Yeah, go see Kuso. That's what the, like it's not only white dudes and women and all that stuff making weird stuff. I just I don't know for some reason we got on the it is Black History Month and and if if the idea of Black History Month bothers you, do some work because you might have some yeah. racist inclinations. I am yeah. not going to talk about my thoughts about someone who's worth two hundred and fifty million dollars. So if you're expecting that, not on Black History Month, baby. Not going to happen. I'm not going to talk about it. I also love the fact, though, and it, like to keep it real. Losing Ground was pushed on Criterion since last year, so they weren't doing the kind of like typical, hey, it's Black History Month, watch this black movies. There's a handful of black films that Criterion is really like pushing for folks to see on just any day of the week, which is kind of, which is a lot better than just like, hey, this one month a year. No, they're check keeping, these movies out. They're, they're keeping a lot of their stuff. Yeah, they are. And that's, and that's what's exciting. They're not just being like, oh, these are the movies we're offering because of Black History Month, but also we're going to keep these movies here. And yeah. you're going to have them, and you're going to be able to see them. And a lot of these movies you have not been able to see. When when Marcus and Tume and I went to see Cane River at the, at the Museum of Modern Art three years ago, it had not been shown in almost 40 years. It's crazy. And all it is is a low-stakes... Romeo and Juliet without the violence story about Louisiana Louisiana right I think yes 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 Louisiana yeah what am I talking about? Lu- yeah. Louisiana politics which is really complicated and it's dope yeah it's and it's, it's yeah yeah I'm just saying I promise you and I know I get it why is the white guy talking about black art because I am invested in art of all types and in trying to push forward this narrative that that diversity of entertainment creates better entertainment that representation is powerful that 
if we just have white people telling stories, we're going to run around, run, run out stories. Yeah. yeah. You know, just let people tell fucking stories. Tell, tell these beautiful movies. And also, I don't know. I just got really, I just got really upset. I don't know why yeah, I just got so good. upset. It, it happens. I, 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 <clears throat> I find myself getting upset. Go see Lost Akaroshi. Well. Go see Lost Akaroshi. Oh, yeah, if, you're, yeah, if you're like, you know, if you're like a little, if you don't want to handle like movies about black trauma, because there's a lot of movies about black trauma. But if you're like, I want some, I want some magic. Lost Akaroshi, Atlantiques, yeah. Tuki Buki, yeah. you know, like, nah, man, there's so much. There's so much. Yeah. <sighs> Well, that was our little tangent off from Losing Ground, um, which Scott said he saw. And strangely enough, I'd been revisiting recently. Um, I was saying earlier, as far as new releases go, I, I, I did watch um, Nightmare Alley. Um, the black and white version or the color? Version? No, no, the, 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 the Guillermo del, del Toro um no, he released version. it. At, he released it in um, black oh, and white Oh, you're saying they color. did? Oh, I didn't see. I didn't even know that. I didn't know. Oh, that almost defeats the purpose, but it's. I guess it's a cool experiment. But the one thing I will say that the movie has going for it is um, its wardrobe and and colors and and crazy colors. And obviously, you know, the original Nightmare Alley was black and white. But I th- I thought the whole point in this remake, one of the main things was Guillermo del Toro was like really like all these dynamic colors and 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 whatnot. Uh, the movie itself was okay. I mean, I think it goes back to. My answer at the top of this episode when Scott's like, you know, do you like movies? And it's kind of like, yeah, kind of. Like, a lot of the new releases that I've been watching recently are just like, oh, all right, whatever. I don't know what it is. I'm just not that moved by new new releases these days. They're not good or bad. They're just kind of oh, like, eh, I, I can know. tell you why. <clears throat> why is that? Because we're on year two of a mass level event that has created trauma. You, I know, you are, you have trauma from the past two years and you were you were dealing with trauma and grief before all of this happened so that's why the world the world is the world is still not okay yeah that's why and how we watch things has been very affected like I, I'll be honest, you know, I've said this before too, but part of the reason I had to start and stop Nightmare Alley three times, watch it all the way through, because it's like, oh, I found myself just going on my phone, and it's like, no, I'm at, I should this, I'm at the movies, pay attention, and I had to do that three times, you know. You were on your phone in the, in you were on the phone in the theater. No, no, no. I'm saying because we still don't go to the theater a lot. Watching a movie at home, you should treat it like you're at the theater and don't be on your phone if you want to pay attention. And I was watching a movie and not paying attention and scrolling Twitter and looking at stuff. And then I finally had to be like, no, treat this like you're at the movie and pay attention. And then it took me a couple of tries and then I finally watched it, you know, start to finish. So, Yeah. And also, like, what upsets me is that, like, you know, we've had Charles Burnett on the show twice. twice. Yeah. And he's made he hasn't made a movie in a long time. He's yeah. a living legend. He's yeah. when we're talking like Killer of Sheep, which and all of these important films, we could talk about him forever. Uh, Stacy Dash, 
made one movie. Well, she's making another one. Ju- Julie, Julie, Julie. Julie Dash. Sorry, not Stacey Dash. Blech. Julie Dash. She made one movie. She's made one feature film. That's you know what I mean. One, one yeah, feature. No, I, know. I know. I know. Um. But yeah. Shit. Um. Wendell B. Harris. One movie. You know. Literally. That 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 in the most literal sense. And it's just like, so. When you start doing the history and you start looking at the, the people and you're like, ah, I want different cinema. I want cinema from the lens that, that I can relate to. It does exist. And a lot of times people were able to do it once. Yeah. Sometimes yeah. twice, but or, or just never really got much of a chance or, or lost out of the graces or just didn't do what people wanted to do. Yeah. And it upsets me. So, you know, if you're white, your homework is to watch one of the movies we mentioned this episode. And if you don't, you're racist. If you... (laughs) I'm joking. Challenge yourself. Challenge yourself. That was the marketing, uh, for those who forgot, that was the marketing campaign for the first season of Key and Peele. They were just staring. They it was a poster. It was all over the New York City subways. They were just staring right at you. And the tagline: "If you don't watch, you're racist." I'm just saying, challenge yourself. And or and if you're black and you love our show and you haven't heard of some of those movies, search them out. Most of them are in Criterion. You know, yeah. check it out. Um, I was about to ask you about the new Joe movie, but I, I don't want to. I don't want to take away from this. We weren't even planning on talking about this stuff today. Sure. Um, all right. I mean, I don't know. I always got stuff to, <clears throat> to talk about. Um, you have opinions I, about cinema? I do. Never. I'm, I'm just in such TV mode now, though. Like, I finished Peacemaker. I thought Peacemaker was really good. Uh, Excellent. Excellent. We're up... Miss Maisel, new season is up, you know now, and also I'm noticing now, the, those last two examples I gave, Miss Maisel and, and and Peacemaker, are doing you know weekly or you know like two at a time releases versus like hey here's the you know the Netflix style, the show's out, watch it in 36 hours, and then in another 36 hours you'll forget half of it. Whereas now. The way that certain things are playing out, I now remember Peacemaker episode to episode. Miss Maisel, it's only been two episodes this new season, but I still remember everything, you know. So I like going back to kind of the older ways. I, I like the two a week. I like releasing two episodes a week. I think that's cool. I think, but like just everything at once, you know, it just kind of messes with with me, and I know other pe- people do too. So there's a. We've talked about this on the show too, Scott. Are you up on the new season of Love Is Blind? It's back. It was good talking to you, Marcus. I'll see you. Yo, next what week. the fuck? <laughs> fuck that! Come on. MCs approach me hungry, I proceed to feed them anal snacks Walking around town with a sign that says The brain is back My brain is packed with frames of accurate detail I'd rather hug a tree than fuck around with an email I don't need a computer monitor I'd rather walk a few kilometers And conjure a plan to confuse astronomers Losing the logical, bruising the gossip of fooling philosophers Cooler than icicles, using a bicycle for daily transport Dictionary all up in the Jansport Rhymes I write fly in the night sky using a hand torch Walk up in the scythe with a knife, spoon, and fork Weak depiction? 
evictions? Receive evictions from the landlord. I stand for hip-hop progress. Yes is the answer. The question is a dancer. The mind is linoleum. My structure choreography. My oral compositions win awards for cinematography. Steven Spielberg clapped. I even peeled herbs caps with water guns. They haven't found the planet that the author's from. Dwarfing them at Orpheums and vexing them with requiems. Ace them in gymnasiums, stadiums, and palladiums. Yeah, this one goes out to MC Faggot, DJ Nazi Caligula, Black Sabbath, and everybody that drinks soy milk across the country. Y'all know the time and he done is the fuck up out of here.